0: I think people immediately think it's like a massive party house. And, you know, with 14 people, if you all invite, you know, a couple of friends, you've already got a pretty good party. So we have had a few good ones, but it's not a massive party house. My landlord would be pleased to hear me say that. (laughs) Welcome to Somewhere Else, the podcast that
1: chats to people living in weird and wonderful ways. Each episode, your hosts, Domain Editors January Jones and Rose Donoghue, interview someone who's ditched the white picket fence for the path a little less travelled. January, how did you go with the whole share house thing? Did you do it? I did do it. I've lived in a few share houses. Uh... The most unusual would have to be a warehouse apartment that I lived in which wasn't actually an apartment it was just a big empty space and there was six of us in there and that was that was a time.
2: Was that the most people you've ever lived with at once?
1: Yes, it was. Do you and think prob- you could have
2: done more than that? Or was that was your limit?
1: I think that was my limit. I think I think that's a that's a
2: good amount. That's yeah. I've done six as well. I grew up in a family of five, so that never felt overwhelming, but there were a few of us around. And then I lived in a share house with six of us. And I mean, it was really fun. And you never have to go out to socialise. You get home and your friends are all there ready to have a drink with you. But God, I don't think I could have done many more than six.
1: Well, Rose, today we have a very special guest and someone we get to see every day. Jane Moan is a fellow Domain employee. And when we found out she lived in a share house with 13 other people, we had a lot of questions. Jane is 25 and moved to Melbourne from Wellington a year and a half ago. Her housemates range in age from early 20s to early 40s and managed to share one huge kitchen and three showers. Welcome, Jane. Hi, thanks for
0: having me.
2: Jane, I've got to jump in. Please tell me how the bathroom works.
0: So it's actually not as as hectic as you'd imagine. We've got five bathrooms and three of those bathrooms have showers, so... There's enough to share and we all sort of just make sure we know each other's schedules really, really well. So I share a bathroom with sort of people who are studying as opposed to the other people who are working. So they tend to share it at night, I share in the morning and we just sort of make it work with all our different schedules. If there are
2: five bathrooms, that must be a huge house. Do you know the history of the house?
0: Yeah, it's actually a massive house. So... There's our house at the back of the building and then at the front it's actually owned by a business. So the entire building together is massive. There's 14 bedrooms, five bathrooms, a huge kitchen, two big living spaces and then the business at the front. So I think the house was actually built in like the late 1800s. It's a sort of classic Melbourne looking house and it actually used to be a dorm for blind women. So that's sort of how it came about. Interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. And what is the first thing people
1: ask you when they find out you're living with 13 other people?
0: Yeah, the the first thing people ask is generally how many bathrooms? Yeah. And that's sort of closely followed by how big's the kitchen? And then is it crazy? And the answer is sometimes.
2: (laughs) Does it feel like a school camp or does it feel like you're in one big family?
0: It actually, it, it does feel like one big family. Like, we are all really supportive of each other and we all generally get on really well. I think occasionally it sort of feels like you're living in Big Brother is, is what I'd say.
1: <laughs> Have you ever
0: thought of putting some
1: cameras in and just, you know, letting it go out into the world?
0: Yeah, well, we, we did try for a while to set up a bit of an Instagram page and that didn't last very long. Um, but we did think, yeah, it's probably something that people would be quite interested in. Well, let's go back. So, Jane, you moved
2: to Melbourne a year and a half ago. You obviously moved here to get a job. You were looking for somewhere to live. Were you looking for somewhere like this or did you think you were going to end up in a house with three or four people like most share houses?
0: Yeah, definitely was not anticipating to live in a 14 person share house when I moved over. I was initially like looking at sort of two or three people or even just getting something on my own for when I first moved. And it actually came about because a friend of mine knew someone in Melbourne and Obviously moving over, I didn't really know anyone here that well. I'd never actually lived in Melbourne before or been to Melbourne, so... I was keen to meet people and I got in touch with this girl that my friend knew and she was like, well, we've, we've actually got a room available in our house. Would you be keen to move in? And did they
2: tell you the, from the very <laughs> beginning what you were getting yourself into? She
0: she took a little bit to tell me. So I was like, yeah, that's that's amazing. Like, what's it like? What are the housemates like? You know, um, do you all get on? And she's like, yeah, well, there's actually uh, 13 of us at the moment. So, and immediately I was like, oh my God, I'm not sure if I want to do this. <laughs> but I think... My line of thought was sort of with 14 people, I'm bound to at least get on well with a few of them. Whereas moving into a smaller thing, you know, there was every chance that we wouldn't get on as well or at least with 14, you know, there's going to be someone I liked. Do you, Have you made some friendships out of this? Yeah, definitely. Like we all get on really well. Naturally, there's people who you get on better with and people who you don't get on quite as well with. But I think all in all, we get on really well and like I've definitely made some some friends who I think I'll have probably for the rest of my life and yeah yeah it's been really good. I love
2: the optimism of (laughs) because it is optimistic right it's like okay I'm moving into a house with 13 people there's got to be a few people in there who I have something in common with but I can imagine one of the first things people ask you is surely you've had you know a couple of oddballs in there or people who sort of Slip in and maybe don't have that much in common with everyone.
0: Yeah, I think there have definitely been a couple of people who have sort of gone against the grain of the house or been a little bit uh, unusual. But there's sort of probably a core five or six of us who just get on really well, and I think we sort of set the tone of of the house. And we're probably the ones who've been here the longest. So I think as long as you have that sort of core group, the few like oddballs don't really affect the mood of the house that much. But I think that the strangest people that move into the house are the ones who actually just don't want to interact with anyone at all. They sort of, I think, don't realise it's a social thing coming in and they sort of just stick to their room and then, like, come and go as they please, and you don't really know who you're living with. I think that's probably the hardest sort of housemate to have.
1: So without mentioning names, is there anyone that sticks out as being the oddest
0: housemate you've had? Come on, Jay <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's a tough one. I think it was probably probably a boy who was there when I first moved in and as I said we just never saw him so he literally would use the back entrance rather than the front entrance his room was right at the end of the corridor and like you just never saw him and he would sort of try to avoid everyone as well and yeah so it was just you never saw him and it was it was very strange it was like living with this person but you just knew nothing about them so maybe
2: you sort of thought you know I can slip under the radar, yeah. Because there is so many mystery. people around. Did you ever? Did you know what he did? Did you know who his friends
0: were? Or yeah, well, I sort of I, I caught a glimpse of him one night, and I sort of like cornered him and just like had a bit of an interrogation. Like, oh, so trying to you know be friendly and get to know him, but I really just wanted to know who this guy was. And we actually had a lot in common. He was also from New Zealand, and you know he had a good job. He was a chef um, for a restaurant nearby, and he you know, was a really pleasant guy when you got to know him but I think he just sort of saw the house as you know where he slept more than anything else and not as sort of like a place to to make friends or, or be social so yeah that was definitely quite strange living with someone like that.
1: Now thinking back to my share house days all I can think about is how do you keep a house like this clean? Who cleans it? What's the, what do you do?
0: Yeah. So I think we're all just really conscious of making sure that we sort of pull our own weight and like do your dishes and like (laughs) clean up after yourself and then. Every now and then we do have like a really big spring clean where we'll just sort of, because there's like a lot of people sort of come and go, they might only stay for six months and then they'll leave a lot of their stuff behind and you sort of do get a build-up of sort of random things that no one knows who actually owns. (laughs) Yeah, Random debris amongst the house. So occasionally we'll have like a big spring, spring clean and we'll sort of lay everything out and be like, take what you want by the end of the day and if you haven't, it's going to the Salvation Army or it's going in the bin. But yeah, on the whole we just try to make sure that we sort of Pull our own weight. We have had to implement a name and shame system for the dishes from time to time. But Ooh,
2: <laughs> what does that involve?
0: <laughs> that involve we've got like this little whiteboard and we basically for a while the dishes were becoming an, an issue and certain people obviously weren't doing them. So if we saw someone basically cooking a meal and we knew that the dishes were theirs, we'd put their name on the whiteboard with like do
2: your own dishes. Oh, that's very shameful. Wow. Yeah,
0: it was proper name and shame. I it- like that. Have you been shamed, Jane?
2: Can you shame yourself on air?
0: I, I actually haven't been shamed. I'm pretty good. I've shamed a lot of people, though.
2: I love it. <laughs> well, since we're talking about the kitchen, can you take us through – I hope you've got a dishwasher.
0: We do not have a dishwasher, oh, no. Oh, dishwasher. No. <laughs> no. No dishwasher. No dishwasher. It's, it's a struggle. Maybe, is, that,
2: is that maybe a good thing because you can't sort of have the situation where people open a clean dishwasher and then leave it?
0: Yeah, it, I think it's actually necessary that we don't have a dishwasher because I think, you know, if the dishwasher's on – People are always like, "Oh, I'll just wait till it's done, and then I'll do my dishes." And it's sort of at least without having it, it's like you, you cook your food, you eat eat your dinner, and then you go to your dishes. Like there's no sort of excuses to to not do them. Um, so I think it probably works better without also fitting like 14 people's dishes into a dishwasher. Is and you also awesome have the out. issue of
1: who unpacks it as well, which we all experience in the office. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I feel like one person or a couple of people would always end up doing it and it probably just built a little bit of resentment. So, yeah, I think it probably works better without.
2: So there's 14 people. How many ovens, microwaves? Yeah. Is it just like, <laughs> is it like walking into a normal sort of family-sized
0: kitchen or is it bigger? It's bigger. So it it sort of looks like what you imagine the back of a restaurant to look like. Like there's two big sort of industrial-sized Um, ovens and stovetops. And then there's a massive bench in the middle and then like an industrial sized fridge. So we actually all have our own shelf on the fridge and we all have our own cupboard for food as well. So there's space for everyone, which makes it a million times easier.
2: That's good. And I'm imagining you're not having sort of family communal meals every night because that would take a lot of work.
0: Yeah. Look, we we don't do it every night. Uh, Definitely not every night, but from time to time, we'll do like a big family dinner and we'll all sit around the dining table and eat together and cook together, which is really nice. We did one for Christmas as well, but we've all got a lot of dietary requirements, which makes it quite <laughs> difficult. So between the 14 of us, we've got vegetarians, you know, gluten-free, dairy-free, every sort of manner. Of, there's
2: nothing, left, by there's the nothing end
0: left. left. Yeah. So you, we do do group dinners from time to time, but it's quite an effort to, to go to.
2: You're listening to somewhere else, the podcast about people living in weird and wonderful ways.
1: So you must never get lonely because you've got a house built with so many friends in there.
0: Yeah, it was it was basically like moving into an instant group of friends and and that's the really nice thing about it is that I don't think there's been one time where it's just been me home alone. So which to be honest, can be difficult, and it's in its own way. But first, moving over here, it was it was great. Like come home from work, there was always someone who wanted to go do something or go see something on the weekends, or even just order Uber Eats and watch a movie. So it's been it's been really good in terms of making friends and getting to know people. Yeah, I mean, it's funny
2: because in Australia we see um, share housing as sort of a rite of passage, but something that as soon as you turn, I don't know, maybe thirty, people start to ask you know, when are you going to downsize or move in just with your partner or by yourself? Do you find that um, people living in the house who are a bit older, say their 40s, do people sort of, do you think people judge them for being that age and living in a house like this? Or do they think that they themselves have been a bit stunted
0: or something? Yeah, I think everyone has different reasons for coming to the house and sort of different backstories. So... The woman in her 40s, she's on a sabbatical from work at the moment. So she's actually worked in like really high positions in marketing and she's like a wealth of knowledge. I'm always bugging her in the kitchen while she's cooking her food. it's like, amazing, like a mentor. This. yeah, she's, she's like a mentor and she's, so she's, yeah, just, just wanted a break, wanted something completely different and she's gone back to uni for six months to just, you know, progress her career along a bit and, and learn some new things. So... I think when you understand people's sort of reasons and backstory, you know, there are a lot of different reasons why you would move into the sort of living arrangement. I think, yeah, for other people who are sort of a bit older, like they might have just moved over and it's only the plan for the short term while they sort of get to know the city or find something a little bit more suited to their age or, or where they're at in life. And what do you think the biggest misconception about it is? Oh, the biggest misconception. I think people immediately think it's like a massive party house. Um, I should... was going to ask But <laughs> <laughs> we, we must have some good parties. We we do. We have had some good parties. And, you know, with 14 people, it only takes you if you all invite, you know, a couple of friends, you've already got a pretty, pretty good party. So we, we have had a few good ones. But on the whole, most of us, are, you know, we're either studying or working nine to five. So... It's, it's not a massive, massive party house. My landlord would be pleased to hear me say that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so you don't get home and I'm imagining you'd get home and at least someone every night has opened a bottle of wine and is saying, come on Jane, have a glass with me.
0: Well, maybe like one or two, but <laughs> not like a, a full on party. And surprisingly not, during the week we've all got pretty busy schedules and and we've all got sort of things going on in our own lives so on the weekend for sure people sort of come together but from Monday to Friday like you can actually come home and it's it's only two or three of you there on any given night there's not generally like 14 of us in the lounge together or it's not watching
2: TV do you have favorite shows do you all sit down and watch Game of Thrones (laughs) on a Monday night or something
0: well yeah they they do I'm not a Game of Thrones fan so I (laughs) go to my room for that but that we do have Game of Thrones viewings on a Monday night. In general, though, it's really hard to pick what to watch on TV. And <laughs> okay, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, just
1: think of, I mean, families have enough of a hard time with 14 people.
0: Yeah, I, you literally, it's sort of gone to the point where we just, we have the TV on as almost background noise, and we generally just sit and chat, which is is really nice. But I think through doing that, we've watched friends from start to finish like about nine times since I've lived in the house like it's just always on in the background but if you want to watch something and you actually want to watch it you sort of have to go to your room (laughs) like Mm. there's too much else going on to just sit and enjoy or you just have to be like this is what we're doing we're watching this no one talk yeah
2: yeah I'm sure a few stronger personalities sort of come out in moments like that
0: Mm. Yeah, (laughs) Friends is
1: an interesting choice though because that's got to be the ultimate sharehouse TV show. Exactly, it's a bit of an Inception Mm. moment there.
0: Yeah, it is a little bit, and I think everyone sort of has spent a bit of time sort of trying to figure out who everyone is in Friends. So Who's the Ross? Oh, Rachel. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Ross. (laughs) Sorry,
0: he knows it. (laughs) Who are you, Jane? Are you Phoebe? Uh, I think I'm a mix of Phoebe and Rachel. Okay. Yeah. That's a good place to
2: be.
0: (laughs) Not quite a full-on Phoebe, but probably more leaning towards Phoebe than Rachel, but yeah.
2: (laughs) I want to know about how you grew up. Did you grow up with many siblings? Was this a huge change for you?
0: No, not really. So I grew up with an older brother and an older sister, and... They're both pretty big personalities so our house was always pretty chaotic and I think because of that I've always been a very easygoing person just sort of... Because someone had to be. Yeah, someone had to be. (laughs) So (laughs) I think that's actually put me in really good stead to move into a house like this where I've been pretty laid back and can sort of go with the flow with most things. But then I moved out of home when I was 18 and into halls of residence and then following that I was in a share house with five other people then four other people, and then I'd just moved into a share house with just three of us, so I was sort of hidden in that direction <laughs> and then was like, no, nah, I'm going to move to Melbourne and <laughs> in with 13 people. So, yeah, I think my sort of living experiences have sort of set me up well to, to live in this sort of arrangement.
1: And do you think most people have similar experiences to you? Do you think most people come from big families and crave that interaction or do you think it's a mix?
0: I think it's a real mix like and I think that's been one of the really interesting things is that when I've lived in share houses sort of with university friends etc we all come from really similar backgrounds and we've all sort of got really similar ideas of what we want to do in life or or our ambitions etc whereas in this house everyone's come for a different reason and we've all got really different backgrounds whether it's cultural or where you grew up etc we're all really different people so it's it's an interesting sort of concoction.
2: <laughs> have there any been have there ever been any disputes? I mean, have you had to I'm sure you have to be quite diplomatic to live with that many people. Has it ever sort of yeah. had any issues?
0: To be honest, we've we've never had anything really major. The the biggest argument we've actually had was was over a puzzle, which sort of <laughs> shows oh <my>. how <laughs> how ta- tame the house really is. Party house. Puzzle night. <laughs> but I think it's like over time, like really little things get to you rather than like a big blow up. And I think that's sort of where the little like altercations or differences in personalities come out rather than like a big argument. But I think at the end of the day, we're all just pretty mindful of Making sure that we all make the house a nice place to live and not letting you know minor personality differences get in the way of of the tone of the house hmm. it's a
2: good sort of lesson for relationships generally isn't yeah
1: it? definitely I think I don't know surely you'd be able to go into any environment after what after living in a house like this and be able to handle it
0: yeah I think so I think probably what i'm I'm nervous about is is moving into something smaller and you know not having people constantly around me because I've always liked having my own space but i think i've gotten so used to always having people around now that i think it's going to be quite a challenge moving into into something small after yeah, it's, this. it's
2: funny isn't it i mean i've i've only just um come in a house that's me and my partner it's been two nights <laughs> it's
1: <a> Very early <laughs> day. struggling already? and
2: weirdly yeah normally I'll sort of relish a night that we have just by ourselves in the past but suddenly I think you sort of you get into your own head and you, you look around and you go even if I wanted to have a chat with someone they're not here you know like Oscar went out to um, play sport last night and it was just me and I think I think it's the sort of thing you've really got to get used to. But I don't know, January, how did you
1: find it? You live just with your partner at the moment. I do, but we actually have taken on a housemate at the moment. So you my, have a lodger. We do have a lodger. So my best friend has moved over just brief, just for a few months for a job. Uh, so the three of us in the house for the first time at the moment. And it's nice. I mean, you've got you've got someone else there to watch a show. You know, everyone has different things in common. So you've got that other person there that you can bounce off, I think.
2: TV is, is more fun with someone else around sometimes. If you want to watch your stupid shows and
0: yeah. make your
2: comments about the people you're watching.
0: Yeah. I think that's the thing. I think, you know, I sometimes I'm like, I, I hope when I get home there's no one there and I can just watch what I want to watch on TV. Like occasionally I'm like really hoping for that and then I actually get home and there's no one there and I'm like, oh, this is, this is sad. <laughs> <laughs> like, come
2: home, everyone. <laughs> well, so, with all that in mind, Jane, we've got to ask... Are you enjoying it? And how long do you see yourself staying in this house?
0: Yeah, look, I think that answer changes almost every day for me. Uh, on the whole, I am enjoying it, but I think I'm probably coming to the end of my time at the house. I think two years sort of seems that to be the, the lifeline for other housemates who have lived in here. It seems to be the point where you're like, no, I need to move into something a bit smaller. And I think, yeah, I'm, I'm heading towards that that mark every day so closer towards that mark every day but I think yeah on the whole I've really enjoyed it but it's probably starting to be time for something new. (laughs) And do you think it's changed you living with this many people what do you think? Yeah I think I was already like a pretty easygoing and relaxed person but I think it's probably opened me up a bit more to other people's experiences and and backgrounds in life and because we all are such different people I think it's it's been a bit of an eye-opener in that way just to see how other people live and, and how other people deal with certain situations. It's been really interesting in that way.
1: And is there any big challenge? Like what is the hardest part about it do you think?
0: I think the hardest part you know aside from the dishes and choosing what to what to watch on TV I think is that the house is always in a little bit of a state of flux it's it's never that settled so we have a six-month minimum stay um, but people are always sort of coming and going and you you do make really good friends with people you live with them for six months or a year and then they have to either move back to where they're from or or go somewhere else and I think that can be quite hard because you you do make these connections and then all of a sudden they're gone. But
2: Yeah, you must sort of hold back from investing in people sometimes with that in mind.
0: Yeah, I think you definitely do. I think to start with, I was really keen to, to get to know everyone and, and now I sort of have my core sort of five or six people in the house who I, I know are sticking around and I'm probably a little bit more reluctant to invest into a friendship with someone who I know is is probably not going to be there for that long. And, and I think that's probably a sign that it's time to move out as well because when you move over to a house like this, you want everyone to be super social and always wanting to go out with you. And and I had that when I first moved in. So I think, to be fair, on almost new housemates coming in, it's probably a good time for me to move on to something a bit smaller. (laughs) And what do you think's been the best part about it, about
1: this experience?
0: Oh, 100% the people and and making friends. I, I don't think I would have enjoyed my time in Melbourne as much as I have had I not moved into something like this. So yeah, definitely... Making good friends and meeting a lot of great people.
2: Jane, thanks so much for coming in and talking to us and please invite us to your
1: next house party.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> thanks for having me. You Sounds have to like come a lot along. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this has been Somewhere Else, a podcast by Domain. Please remember to subscribe, rate and review us on iTunes. And tell your mum, send us to a friend. It's how we get the word out. We'll chat to you soon, somewhere else.